For all you lovers of the Beehive State, welcome to the Utah Fan Club Podcast, where we're spreading the buzz about why Utah is the bee's knees. This western state is quite the hub to learn more. Join with us at the Utah Fan Club. Hello, Utah. You're listening to the Utah Fan Club Podcast. My name's Steph. I'm the ambassador, and I have with us today our fan club recruiter. So if you want to become a member, talk to my girl, Sandy. Yes, anytime. Facebook, Instagram, email, text message. Hit me up. She's dedicated. I will hook you up with the So today club. we are talking about a new product. It's straight out of Utah County. And Sandy, do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, it's called Four Bear Books. What they are having you do is you go and you create an avatar of this person that you want to tell a story of, and you get to kind of create some a story, a scenario of their life. And with us, we have Juliet Ames from Four Bears Books. Hi, Juliet. So you just have had an exciting couple of weeks. You started a Kickstarter, and within four hours, you reached your goal. And so do you want to tell us a little bit about this product? Yeah, absolutely. So we create customized children's books about the life and the legacy of your family members or loved ones. So it's just a way that people can commemorate people's lives and they can share that with their children and help their children to just become better connected to their family members that they may or may not know. That's awesome. How did you come up with this idea? My husband and I are really passionate about our own personal family stories. And I really enjoy learning about his family and his side. And he also likes to learn about my side of the family and whatnot. We both really enjoy genealogy. uh, But genealogy is kind of a stuffy, kind of a boring area for kids. And for adults. (laughs) And for adults. Yes, exactly. So we wanted to come up with a way uh, this would be interesting and appealing to children. So we just decided to create a children's book. So it was fun and vibrant and something that's illustrated and something that's like a little bit different from just like your normal spot the dog kind of book and something that children would really enjoy. And it would be meaningful to both children and adults, you know, and their family members that are sharing these stories with them. So did you start this by creating a book for your son yeah, then originally? So originally, we wanted to uh, create a story about the, so he's my fifth great grandfather. Uh, his name's Isaac John Wardle. We wanted to create a story about him for my son, Isaac, who we named him after. And we actually decided to go with with someone that's closer to me because we just felt like that would be more relevant to him. So we ended up doing the very first prototype about my grandma, my dad's mom, and then we kind of went from there. So we made that first story about my grandma, and then we took that book to a conference in Atlanta, Georgia. And then we sold pre-cop, or we pre-sold copies there and let people kind of customize it. And we got a lot of feedback for what they would want included in their stories. And then from there, we've just been allowing people to create their own copies and customize it um, in a way that is scalable so that other people can also have this product. It isn't so, so tailored um, that it is like a specific story, but more so it's kind of like a general outline of who this individual was, what their hobbies were, uh, what their profession was, where they lived, how many children they had, etc. So kind of like an overview of their life. And then we include in the back, you can write in memories and you can also upload photos into into your book as well. So it really does add a, a super awesome um, personal touch there at the end. I like the personal touch, especially for kids. If they 
know or if you explain who it is to them, then it's it's like their favorite little character. Yeah. Well, and Sandy, you were talking about with your son how he likes photo books. Yeah, we look at photo books all of the time. And we have to go through and just say, yep, dad, mom, dad, mom, Colin. You know, so like having a story about about our life as opposed to just saying, yeah, mom and dad, that's a really brilliant idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so question for you: When you went to this conference, were you sort of nervous? Were you like, "Are people going to buy these?" Yeah. What was your feelings going into that? (laughs) Yeah. So we just at the time it was really just like a concept, and we just had a prototype. I don't think that I had any idea of like the scope of what it would become, or if people even like really wanted it. We captured a lot of emails. And a lot of people were really, really interested and we, you know, we followed up with all of them. But what was surprising to me was when people like actually gave us their credit card and like wanted to purchase the product. That was like kind of shocking to me. Uh, just this idea that, that because it was just a concept and they didn't see their own personal book. I think that's one of the problems with, or that's, I guess, one of the hard things about customized books and these customizable products if people want to like purchase the product there and then walk home with it, they were just entrusting us and thinking, okay, like I liked their book. I hope that mine turns out that way. So we wanted to make sure that we really crafted something that was special to other people and wasn't just special to us. But yeah, that conference, we were really excited. There was one woman who bought a book, her name Amanda, and she wanted to get the book for her husband whose mother had recently passed away. So she purchased the book for him for a Father's Day gift. And she was really excited to share uh, the life of her husband's mom, so what would have been her mother-in-law, with her son. So that was, I think, a really exciting thing for her. And um, there was another woman, likewise, her mother passed away, and she wanted her kids to know about her mom. So it was really neat to see and to get close to these individuals who um, had lost someone that was close to them, and then it, it was almost this like means to allow them to help with help them cope with grief and kind of help them to commemorate their life and make it something positive for their children. So it wasn't just this like really sad, tender subject for kids. And it allowed, I think, their kids to better understand, you know, why this person was so important to their parents. That is a really good idea. We were thinking like Mother's Day, Father's Day, Grandparents Day, and Christmas for those. But I mean, the the fact that you brought that up, that is a brilliant idea for a grievance gift, I guess, <laughs> um, because once, the, once those people pass away that are dearest to you, it's nice to have that to commemorate, but also just to remember that somebody else thought they were great too. So there have been some really neat studies that show that kids who know the stories or like just kind of know their family narrative they are much more resilient, they're stronger, they're able to cope with stress. I think that it gives them a sense of identity and confidence of who they are so that they're not like alone in the world. So these family stories and, and allowing children to know who they are really, really helps them develop mentally as well. So I think that's another big point of why we wanted to pursue this is we want to provide that 
to children and families as well. As you were talking, I was just thinking that how you're like that study where it's been proven that with kids, if they know where they come from, I was thinking of the Lion King in every Disney movie <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> we talks about ancestors, but, but it's true. Like, I think that when you realize where you come from, whether it's good or bad, it can give you that motivation too. Yeah. And this is a much better way because my mom is way into genealogy but I've never had an interest whatsoever. I'm like, I know about you and I know about grandma uh-huh. and great grandma. We're good. That's all I need to know, the people I actually knew. Yeah. But she always wants to share these stories. And I just feel like if they're in this type of a story form, I would probably be much more interested to go through it myself rather than just when she feels like yeah. talking about it, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, because it brings it to life. Yeah, yeah. it brings totally. an interest to people who aren't quite as interested as maybe you are. <laughs> yeah, and there totally is, I think, a, a huge generational gap. I don't think that family history or even family stories are super exciting to kids. I also think um, with our generation as millennials, there's much more of a focus on like me and it's a little bit more superficial. I just feel like we're part of like a, a more me centric society. So I think that this is a really good way to like allow people to connect with their past and it does allow them to like understand themselves better. So I don't know. That's just part of it too. Well, and I think with storybooks like growing up, so for different holidays, my mom would always bring out different books. And, I and, do that too. Yeah. And so with with these books, I mean, if I think of Christmas and I think of one of my favorite books, it's about these people that lived in this tree that didn't get along and Santa mixed up their gifts or, you know, like, <laughs> but, but in the, all these books, you're learning life lessons. And so how much more impactful when you're learning these life lessons about people that actually existed. Yeah. Um. So question that is off what we've been taught. I mean, it's still about your books, but how did Four Bears books come along? Four Bears, it's spelled F-O-U-R-B-E-A-R-S. So number four bears. It's a play on the word forebears, which is spelled F-O-R-E-B-E-A-R-S. <laughs> so they sound identical, which is why I had to articulate it and kind of spell it out for you. But a forebear is someone who came before you. It's a synonym to the word ancestor. Oh, so um, it's just uh, like a, a playful, youthful, kind of easy thing for kids to remember. And then um, obviously it... it does tie into the idea of family stories, those who came before you, et cetera. How long did it take you to come up with that name? Or are you just brilliant? (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. Actually, we had two illustrators. Our first illustrator helped us brainstorm. And we were just kind of chatting about um, what we thought the idea should be. We had a list on our whiteboard of just all the different names of family. And I guess just different words associated with family. And so we put up on the board forebear and then we just talked through each different word and <laughs> we came up with um, a different spelling of the word forebear. And, and I guess it just kind of went from there. We continued to think about different names, but we kept coming back I to forebear. So we ended up just sticking with it. I think it's very clever. <laughs> Thank you. It is. So just to get a timeline on this, how how long have you been working on this project for? It's nearing a year. Um, it was last November that my husband and I were kind of brainstorming how we could help our kids to understand their family narrative. And 
when he kind of gave me the idea, he said, you should just write a book and then see where it goes from there. I'm, I really enjoy writing. And so he encouraged me to write a story. And then it took a while to find an illustrator and to get it published and to actually make it come to life. And I think that was just a lot of me and my own personal self-doubt. I was just like, this is just so time-consuming and so hard and it's so expensive and still not worth it. (laughs) So I kind of kept pushing it off. But then as soon as we went to that conference in, I guess that was April in Atlanta, that's when I realized that this is something that people want. And it's something that I wanted to pursue because I was just passionate about helping people connect to their family members. And so it was in April that we took the prototype to the conference. And then May, June, and July, we started printing books for our early adopters. And then September is when we decided to do the Kickstarter, kind of threw the Kickstarter together in 30 days. And then we launched October 24th, our Kickstarter. So our Kickstarter has been live for about, I guess, two and a half weeks now. And yeah, like you guys said, it was fully funded on the first day. And the first four hours, actually, we reached our funding goal. Which is so crazy. I sent you a message. I was like, are you just so stoked? <laughs> like four hours? Like, you never see that. Yeah, it was really, really exciting. And then the Kickstarter will run until December 8th. And then we fulfill all of our Christmas orders. We're currently in the process of fulfilling orders. And yeah, I guess the timeline will just go from there. I don't know what's to come yet. It's all kind of unknown, but we're figuring it out as we go. What were your feelings when you did reach your goal after such a short time? We were so excited. There were a couple of us in the office um, when we were working that day, and there was just so much energy and so much enthusiasm. And I mean, it was just a really fun day. I just, I like almost wish that I could relive it. It was just such a good time. There's six people on the team um, that have been working on this. And so it was just really exciting to kind of congratulate each other and I think we were all pretty surprised <laughs> that that it went so well. So it was good. It was really exciting. Well, and I think that that part of what made it so successful is that you laid the groundwork. You know, you were out contacting people, contacting strangers, following up. And so sometimes I think it's a little scary to be like, oh, wait, like this person didn't reply right away. I don't want to bug them. But that's really what gets it through. <laughs> I think what was kind of unnerving about the whole process is so just launching this product I'm really like a nobody and (laughs) so like no one actually has any reason to like find me credible or to like think that this is actually something you know that is like gonna work so I don't know I think I was really nervous beforehand just feeling like is this even worth it like I, I I just feel so small and I think that a lot of people deal with that as they're starting new projects or starting a company or whatever. And I think um, at least I definitely felt like, is this even going to have any impact on people? Like, are people even going to care? I put so much time into this. I put like so much of my own resources, like why should anyone care? You know? So I feel like as you are launching a product or if you're starting a new company or whatever it is that you have committed to, you're very much tethered to it. Um, I mean, on the Kickstarter, for example, it says that the project was published by Juliet Ng. And when I see that on my Kickstarter, it's like, oh man, like this just feels like it has so much weight because it's completely up to me if this fails or if it succeeds. 
or rather it's not necessarily completely up to me because there are six other people working on it, but it's almost like it, it just seems like it's my name that's on the project. Does that make sense? (laughs) And it's, it is your baby technically, right? (laughs) Exactly. It is. It's my baby. It's my vision. It's something that I'm passionate about. So if it goes well, then it is something that, that I'm really, really proud of. If it's something that completely fails, then that's something that people are going to note. So I think that it's a really vulnerable place to be. And it's something that I wonder, I'm sure other people experience this as they're starting new ventures is you have to really, really commit to it. And I don't believe that you should do it because other people are expecting success. I think that if you want to do something really great, it has to be something that you completely believe in, that you're completely passionate about, and that you're completely committed to, or else it probably will fail. So I don't know, that's just been a kind of vulnerable place for me to be the last couple months as I've been putting this together and putting a lot of myself into it is I had to evaluate, is this something that I want to see through? Is this something that I really love and I'm committed to? And it is. And it's been really exciting for me to develop that, I guess, and for me to realize that this is something that I do care so passionately about. Well, and I was just thinking about how when you were first starting out and you're like, is this even worth it? It's like so much money. And then just where you've gone since then, like not only did your Kickstarter, you reach your goal in four hours, but you have now doubled, more than doubled your goal. And it it still is out until like December 8th, right? Uh, Yes. Yeah. So like that just shows that people want this. And I'm just like, way to be, way to just try. Because that's the (laughs) scariest thing is just trying and you're doing it. Yeah, it it has been scary, but it's been really fun. I've really thoroughly enjoyed it. Coming from, as I said before, the not genealogy person, that I never would have thought that I wanted this. This wouldn't be something that I would think of on my own, not being a writer or a genealogy person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the fact that you think it up, then it makes me think, you know what? That would be so awesome because uh-huh. I wouldn't think ever to do something like this. But since you thought it up for me, it's very convenient. <laughs> you talked about it. It just makes me think of all the ideas that people probably have that go with their passions <laughs> that because they're afraid to try that we don't know about, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Are you, are you just so proud of yourself right now, though? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Still too new? <laughs> I don't know if I can be proud of myself yet. Well, you should be. I'm proud of you. <laughs> what I am proud of, I think, is I'm proud of the product that we've created. It's something that I really love. And I I mean, I love the illustrations. Anytime our illustrator sends us something new, I just get so excited and I think that the product itself is, it's a masterpiece. And so I'm really proud of the product that we've created. But that was done with the whole entire team. So I don't know if I'm proud of myself. (laughs) But thank you. You put that team together. Come on. Self a pat on the back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's other people's work and I can just piggyback off of them. I'm all right with that. (laughs) That's the whole point of being in charge of something. There you go. And we were just talking about it. We're like, seriously, this is going to take off because it's such a great idea. And we're going to be like, oh, we interviewed for our parents when they first started. So thank you for letting us talk to you. This really is a great, like what Sandy was talking about for like Christmas presidents, Mother's Day, Father's Day, grandparents, but really like anything like a grieving gift. 
Yeah, actually, so people have just reached out to me when I did like an Instagram post on it in April when we were going to, and a lot of people reached out and they're like, this is a phenomenal gift. And it wasn't even Christmas time. It wasn't associated with any particular holiday. I think it's just something that people want um, in general to have in their library or to have on their bookshelf or to share with a family member, because I really believe that Family connections matter and that these are some of the most precious, you know, relationships that we can make in this life. So I just hope that this is a product that people continue to want and that it's something that they can see value in as, as it's been meaningful to me. So I'm just hoping that I can create this value for other people, I guess. I was looking at your site. So not only does this come in softbound, but also hardbound books, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you, then you had talked about how in the future you would love to do like a book for kids. Yes. We actually have a couple different verticals that we want to go with this product. So we're starting off with a story about a family member. And then we also are hoping in the future that we can do like a couple story. So a story about your grandma and grandpa and the life that they, that they led together. I think in the very far future, we would love to do stories about how couples meet and kind of like our story, like how, uh, for example, how my husband and I met and how we started dating and fell in love and got married and had children. I don't know. I think that those stories would be really, really fun to do too. So I think that there are a lot of different options that we would like to explore with this product. We also want to do board books for babies so that they are much more durable We've also thought about doing really simple pedigree charts, like really child-friendly pedigree charts, like all completely illustrated and really fun of how a child is um, in this line of descendancy and so that you can kind of like mount it on the nursery wall or whatever. I don't know. There's a... I think there's a lot of options that we could explore with this product and we're just getting started with this Kickstarter. So it's been really fun. Since like we've already said, you've gotten so much with your Kickstarter, it's going to help you get to those additional ideas even faster. Yes, exactly. And I think at this point in where we are, we can get a lot of feedback from our customers because we are small right now. That I mean, it it's all relative, right? There are like, I think over... 350 people that have purchased this product already on Kickstarter, but we are relatively small. So we can collect a lot of feedback from our early customers and see what they want in these books, what they want the future of these books to look like. So we're really looking forward to working with them and making sure that we just get the best product out there. And it's exactly what people want. I think automatically of a girl, but it could be for boys too. Like the love story of mom and dad, Uh princess mom and prince dad. You know (laughs) what I mean? That's, that's a really great idea for, for little kids. Yeah. You can make it so much fun. Yeah. And another thing that I wanted to mention, you were doing these books, not only can you get one, but then you had options that if you wanted to give it to all your grandkids or whatever, you could order multiple of the same books, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Actually, most people have three copies because they want one for themselves and then they can immediately think of you know, mom and dad, I want to get this book for my mom and dad. And then I also want to get this book for my niece and nephew. So you can almost immediately think of like a few other people that you could share this book with, because I mean, everyone in your family has that same common relative. So that's been a really neat thing about this product is people want so many copies of them. And that is easy for us to do. All we have to do is reprint. And um, so, so it's just something that people not only want for themselves, but then they want to share with their family. And I think that's really, really cool too. Well, it's such a fun family gift. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. We're, we'll have more information at utahfanclub.org about where to go for this Kickstarter to check it out for the next couple of days. Yeah, so our website is www.forebearsbooks.com. Currently only collecting pre-orders on our Kickstarter site. So you can link both if you want to. The, um, the Kickstarter will be live through December 8th. And then after that, we will run off of our website, forebears.com. Perfect. We are so excited to see where Forebears takes you. And way to represent Utah County. Go Utah County. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Okay. Well, thanks for chatting with us. And now we're going to have some words from Sandy about Utah County. Did you know that a boxing match in 1935 was staged at the bottom of dried up Utah Lake? Also, Spanish Fork was the first Icelandic settlement in the U.S. after a large group of Icelanders converted to the LDS faith. Hey, represent Spanish Fork. (laughs) It's a youthful county. It is the median age is 24.3 years old. Seriously, 24, that's young. They do have two colleges down there, so that probably helps. But still, if you're young, you want a lot of young people around you, move to Utah County. Maybe you can stage a boxing match. (laughs) Sandy, thank you for educating us more on Utah County. Anytime. If you love the beehive state, we're here to tell you why it is great. From Lake Powell up to Bear Lake, our scenery you just can't fake. is 29 all with plenty of places you can dine this western state is quite the hub to learn more join with us at the utah fan club Mm -hmm.